everyone. Welcome to today's podcast, where we're going to talk about how to unlock the power of your subconscious mind for successful weight loss. In my opinion, that's the only way to truly get the weight loss results you're looking for, is you've got to engage your subconscious mind. So before we continue, let me just explain. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. And your conscious mind is the part of you that's logical, rational, wants you to lose weight, knows what you should do, tries to get you to do it. This is where your willpower is. Your subconscious mind is the part of your mind that controls all your habitual thoughts, feelings, and behaviors. And so by definition, that means it's in charge of your weight, right? Because your weight is a reflection of your habitual behaviors, what you're typically doing. So what most people do when they want to lose weight is they're trying to use their conscious willpower to force themselves to act differently. And what really ends up happening is they're using their conscious mind, their willpower to fight against their subconscious programming the habitual ways they think, feel, and behave. And so it always feels like a struggle, right? It always feels like you're fighting against yourself because in this model, you are. You're fighting against your subconscious programming. And so the alternative to this is that you learn how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that it naturally and automatically does the things that keep you at your goal weight. So it's a completely different paradigm. And it's one where you begin to work with yourself instead of fighting against yourself. And so right off the bat, it's just a completely different experience. It's a completely different path you are walking to achieve the results you want. And it's built around this idea that you're going to retrain, reprogram your subconscious mind um, to do the things that are going to make you live at the weight you want to be at. So a couple of things about your subconscious mind that you want to know, right? Because it's going to be really helpful. And I think this is going to be enlightening. You know, if, if you have been struggling to stick with a plan to eat better and to lose weight, I think you're going to start to be able to understand why that's happening more, you know, and then have a solution to that. So one of the key things about your subconscious mind, there's two really big ones. The first one is that your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? So if I tell you, don't think about a banana, don't think about a banana. Well, you think about a banana, right? Literally your subconscious mind lights up the visual cortex and you get the image of a banana in your mind. So you can make sense of what I'm saying. And then you try and do some stuff where you try not to think about it using your willpower right? But the core remains that the picture you imagine in your mind is a banana. And so this is really important because when it comes to weight loss, what we're typically doing is we're focusing on the foods we don't want to eat, the person we don't want to be. And it's all about, I can't eat that. I shouldn't do that. Don't do that. I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be looking this way. And so what happens is it creates a vacuum and we don't tell our subconscious mind what we want it to do. You know, and so the other piece of your subconscious mind that's really important is that your subconscious mind can't tell the difference between vivid imagination and reality. Now, you already know this because this is why you like to watch movies and TV, right? Because what's happening is you're sitting there in a passive hypnotic state and you're basically allowing your imagination to vicariously put you into the scenario so that you're kind of you're getting the experience of whatever you're watching, even while you sit there in a completely different environment, right? So the classic example is, is like either a horror movie, right? Where you're in a safe environment, but you feel really nervous or you're watching sports, right? And you're sitting there and you're like, your adrenaline's going, right? And you're all nervous. And it's like, you're not playing sports. You're sitting there on the sofa, right? But the idea is that you, you know, you are still having that experience. Your physical body is literally reacting to the sports as if you were playing a sport, as if you were involved with it. So these two factors are really important to understand. This is kind of the beginning of being able to understand how to use your subconscious mind intentionally, right? Because again, if we put both of these together now, what a lot of people are doing once they start with a diet 
is they're fixated and focused on what they can't eat. And the more they think about what they can't eat, the more they literally start to salivate and crave those exact things. So, you know, if you've been on keto and you're trying to avoid all the carbs and you're obsessed with not eating carbs, subconsciously what you're doing is you are literally focusing on the carbs. You're focusing on the cookies and uh, the, the biscuits and the muffins and the donuts. And you're focusing on all that stuff. And you're saying, I can't have it. I can't have it. But you are literally creating the physiology and the mindset to desire those things. Okay. So once you understand the subconscious mind works, it's extremely literal. It starts to make things a lot easier because instead of making your weight loss, a process of what you don't want to be, you don't want to be overweight. You don't want to overeat. You don't want to eat unhealthy food. You want to make it a process of what you do want to do. Who do you want to be? What weight do you want to live at? Okay, so again, just one simple thing here. You can use understanding this. An example of this would be to stop saying I want to lose X amount of pounds and start saying I want to be X amount of pounds, right? Because the difference is when you say I want to lose X amount of pounds, you're imagining yourself as the overweight person. When you imagine yourself at X amount of pounds, you imagine yourself in the body that you want to live in. And so one of those is giving your subconscious mind a direct um, instruction of what you want to accomplish. And so you start orienting your language to be about what you want. Um, I want to eat healthy foods. Uh, I want to eat healthy foods in an easy and natural way. I guess in a way, I don't know if you've played with ChatGPT, but it's a little bit like you're prompting your subconscious mind to really come up with better and better solutions. And the more specific and uh, not, not just specific, but uh, intentional about what you actually want, right? I want to be thin and healthy. How can I become thin and healthy in an easy and enjoyable way? It's a question you never ask, okay? Now, the good thing about your subconscious mind is a servo mechanism. It'll answer whatever question you're asking. But the problem is a lot of people are asking the question, what's wrong with me? Why can't I stick to a plan? Why do I keep overeating? You know, and you're getting those answers and you keep reflecting on that. And all of those things are based around the problem, you being overweight. And so the one image you have in your mind is of you being overweight of being stuck, of overeating, of eating the wrong foods. And so even though you're trying to analyze and figure it out, subconsciously, the image you keep lighting up in your mind is the one of you being overweight. And that's where you're stuck now, you know, because that's primarily how you think about it. Now, I know you're always analyzing it, but it, again, that analysis, you're, you're analyzing it, but subconsciously you're programming yourself to be overweight. It's just like if I tell you not to think about a banana, right? You can try not think about a banana, but you're still thinking about a banana. So again, the core image that we're making of ourselves a lot of times when we're struggling with our weight is that of us being overweight. So the process becomes of programming your subconscious mind. Again, we want to use hypnosis to program your subconscious mind. It's the most effective way. It becomes a process of engaging your imagination and imagining yourself as the person you want to be. And so the more you clarify and connect to the person you want to be, and of course, it's not just how you look, it's how you think, it's how you feel, it's how you behave. And as you consistently make it a process of saying, who do I want to be? What's the best version of me? Who is the healthy me? How does the healthy me think? How does the healthy me feel? And how does the healthy me behave? And as you start to get obsessed with these types of questions and you imagine yourself as the person you want to be consistently, again, you got to make this a process. It's got to be a process. Rarely is a hypnosis so powerful that just one time and you're just changed. Okay. So it's really about the consistency. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. A little bit each day goes a long way. And so the more you start to imagine yourself as the person you want to be creating the solutions, implementing them into your life, 
you start to become that person because literally imagining yourself as the person you want to be creates neural connections. And so just like when you go to the gym, you're literally, when you're building, when you're building muscle, you're kind of tearing it out there. But, but then when the muscle rebuilds, you know, you're, you're literally building muscle when you're in the gym, when you imagine yourself as the person you want to be, you are literally creating the neural connections so that you can think, feel, and behave as the person you want to be. And so that becomes the process. And it's so different than dieting. And it feels so much nicer um, because, again, we're not fighting with ourselves. You know, right at the core level, we're not fighting with ourselves. We're working with ourselves. And we understand from the beginning that, yes, we have old subconscious programming that's giving us results that we don't want. And so it's a process of changing. And you can't stop the bad habits but you can replace them with better habits. And so it becomes an ongoing process of really reinstalling um, and reinforcing the behaviors, the thought patterns, and the feelings that you want to have that are going to allow you to be the person you want to be and get the results you want to have. So again, I, I hope this, this kind of piques your interest at the very least um, to you know, be able to approach this in a different way because it feels a lot better and you get much better results. And so if you want to experience this firsthand, um, you know, you can go to program yourself then and you can get a hypnosis session. I give you one. So you can literally experience this process firsthand for yourself and you'll see, you know, it, it, I'll prove to you, you'll experience um, the power of this process and you'll find that it's a much more effective way to create the weight that you want. All right. Um, so yeah, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Um, talking about the subconscious mind, talking about hypnosis. Now, again, you know, something important to understand about hypnosis is that a lot of times I think people misunderstand hypnosis and they think it's the state of being in a trance, you know? And so you kind of get like the cliche, someone's hypnotized and they're kind of, you know, out and they're like zombies almost. Th that's not, that's trance. Okay. Trance and hypnosis are different. You can be hypnotized and you are hypnotized every time you're watching TV or a movie, you know? So you're sitting there in your relaxed state and you're passively just, absorbing everything that's going into your mind and you're imagining it, right? Because again, you're imagining you're a character, you're imagining what that situation would be like. And that's creating physiological changes in you. So the process of hypnosis is influencing your subconscious mind. That's what hypnosis is. It's the ability to influence your subconscious mind. You do not have to be in a trance for that to happen, okay? I wanna make that clear. Now, trance is helpful. You know, it, it's, a, it's a way to kind of just relax and make yourself more open you know, to hypnotic suggestion and influence on your subconscious mind. But you don't have to go into a trance for it to work. And I think it's important that you understand that because you're being hypnotized all the time and everyone can be hypnotized. Someone said they watched one of my hypnosis videos and they say, well, I don't think I can be hypnotized. Do you think anyone, everyone can? Absolutely. Everyone is and always will be hypnotized, literally. Okay. Um, but the question is, will you learn how to do it yourself? and how to prevent it when it's happening to you? Or will you just be hypnotized without realizing it? You know, because how do you explain it, right? If you think about it, like when you want to lose weight, right? You say, okay, well, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to eat better in order to lose weight. And you go to lose, you go to eat better and you're all excited about it. You're fired up about it. And then all of a sudden, some part of you compels you to eat the wrong food, you know? So it's like, how do you explain that? Right. I, I, you know, I always, cause again, I've been in this world, I have my explanation. Um, but the average person, I say, how, how do you explain that? Well, I'm addicted to it. You know, I don't know. It's a habit. What was that all? What's that mean? You know? And so I understand the subconscious mind. You understand there's so much of your behavior is just behavioral patterns that are associated and linked to, um, 
they're they're linked to the situation the environment you know so much of us like again you go you go into one scenario let's say you go to work you're one version of yourself you come home you're a different version of yourself same you different versions and so the environmental context dictates that and then you know time location people uh, moods these things can trigger us to be different versions of ourselves and if you look at your eating behaviors what you'll notice is there's probably two three eating habits you have that are happening at specific times nighttime eating that's one of the big ones right so if you're able to eliminate nighttime eating how much difference would that make with your weight you know but why does it happen right so nighttime snacking is not happening all day long but all of a sudden it's eight o'clock and you're like oh, i should sit on the sofa and i want to eat my ice cream i watch my shows you know so it all gets linked up together so again we don't want to just fight against that we want to create a new thought feeling and behavior pattern at eight o'clock that runs automatically, you know? So I hope that makes sense. Cause it's just, it's a completely different approach, you know? Um, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. And if you guys have any questions specifically about what you're struggling with, feel free to ask them. Cause at the very least I can almost guarantee you, I'll give you a different point of view than, uh, you have, uh, been thinking, you know, I, I, I kind of pride myself on the fact that I'm bringing something different to the conversation at the least, <laughs> you know, and I think what happens is I can give you some insights and awareness for things you've been struggling with for a long time, you know, and, and help you to reframe it and see it in a different way. And that's always the first step of change. You know, the first step of change is always awareness, you know, gaining more awareness of it and then being able to see it differently, kind of reframing it is one of the big parts. Um, do you promote intermittent fasting? You know, I find this, I, I, I have my own version of intermittent fasting and I feel like some people with intermittent fasting, I don't like how some people put it out there. Now, let me just take a step back. I'll tell you in my program, program yourself. Then I always tell people there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So that's always my, my golden rule of weight loss is that you have to do what works for you. So if you love intermittent fasting, who gives a shit what I say? <laughs> okay, that, that's the goal role. That being said, I also intermittent fast. You know, my but it, I guess technically, I got to look this up. I just considered it. Um, I know people are very specific with with um, definitions. But so I I stop eating usually at night, six seven o'clock, and then I eat the next day usually eight o'clock ish. Okay, and so I guess I, I consider that fasting. It certainly felt like fasting when I started doing that, but it wasn't fasting initially, you know, and, um, it was me wanting to not eat at night. And so I kind of backed my way intermittent fat. It wasn't called that. I did this, started this 30 years ago. I didn't know about intermittent fasting. And so all of a sudden it's like, they come out with this whole thing. It's like, oh, I guess I kind of do that. And the reason I make that distinction is that I, I find sometimes I like that version of it, right? I feel good and I feel great. It works for me. I love it. Great. And so I kind of backed into it. it, had a lot of meaning to me. I was connected to my body. It just felt like a natural, it was a natural thing that kind of came out of paying attention to how I feel and changing my behaviors in a positive way. But now I see intermittent fasting sometimes where people are taking on too much at once or they're not eating for a couple of days. So there's, it seems like there's different definitions of intermittent fasting. So I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Um, you know, so, so I don't know, but yeah, I like intermittent fasting, but I also find that there's, there's a, it doesn't work for everyone. Okay. So, so in, in re real life now, I have a number of times I'll have clients, oh, I'm intermittent fasting and that's what I'm doing. And I say, okay, how's it going? Well, I'm not losing any weight. Okay. Well, so what's going on? You know, I'm not eating for 16 hours a day and then I only eat for eight hours a day. Okay. 
And they're like, I'm not losing any weight. I don't understand it. Well, you know, I got, I got an idea. And, and the idea is this, that there's two big problems with intermittent fasting. And it's the same problems that come with working out is that there's a good chance they're going to make you hungry, right? Working out makes you hungry and intermittent fasting. When you stop eating for that big period of time, you start obsessing on food. It makes you hungry on those times when you're eating. That's the first problem. Second problem. And again, these aren't problems that can't be overcome, but I just want, you should be aware of them. The second one is meant is moral licensing, the licensing effect. And this is a cognitive bias. So you won't see it, but it's there. Okay. And what it is, is, and again, it's working out and intermittent fasting. When you do something really virtuous, you tend to follow it up with doing something not virtuous. And part of that is that it takes a lot of willpower to fast, takes a lot of willpower to work out. And now you're depleted on willpower. And a lot of times those eight hours a person's eating, they can eat a lot of shit, you know? And I see that happen a lot. And so I mean, I'm, I'm always in my program, I'm diet agnostic. I don't, I don't care. I help people that are carnivore, vegetarian, vegan. I don't care what a person wants to do. I help them do that. And so intermittent fasting is, is a tactic and it can be part of a, a successful strategy when there's other stuff as well. Um, but I think you should recognize some of the challenges with it. Cause I see, I get a lot of people intermittent fasting, not losing weight. And it's because what, during the eight hours they're eating, they're not eating, they're eating, they're overeating, you know, which is easy to do, you know? So that's kind of my long, long winded answer on that. Um, probably unsatisfying, but there it is. What is the way to help believe you can be successful? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. Um, there's two things I would suggest. The first one is that you change your expectations. One of my biggest problems with the diet mindset is that you're trying to do everything all at once. You know, it's really weird when you, again, we've been inundated with literally a lifetime, right? All of us that would possibly listen to our entire lives. We've been inundated with diet marketing. It's at the point now where a lot of people can't separate weight loss from dieting. And so when we think about weight loss, we think in a diet mindset. And part of that diet mindset is, you know, most people start day one being perfect, right? So it's like, okay, tomorrow's Monday, no more carbs. Tomorrow's Monday, 1200 calories, you know? And it's like, and then you're expecting to be that way until you reach your goal weight. And it's like, it's too much. It's way too much. And so it's a ridiculous. Now, again, they sell it because it's, that's how you get the fastest results for the shortest amount of time though, right? Because no one can stick with it. So I, I come on these to try and wake people up. That, that's my main goal here when I do these lives and a lot of my videos, but especially the lives. I'm trying to wake you up from the diet trance. You don't know if you can be hypnotized. Yeah, because <laughs> I always joke, you know, like the, the fastest way to hypnotize a dieter, you know, you want to know that the diet induction, you know how to put someone who's a dieter in a trance is say, do you want to know, you want to know how you can lose 20 pounds in a week? Right. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you go into a hypnotic state where you're not using your brain anymore. And you just want to hear what I'm going to say. You know, and so it's like that's because that's what hypnosis is. We go, we bypass your critical faculty. You suspend disbelief. You know, and this happens to you every time you hear there's a new diet, new medicine, new injection, um, all the rest of it. So, um, you know, I think that uh, I, I think with uh, what you can be successful is is change the the process, change the approach instead of try, trying to do everything perfect tomorrow, right? Because the diet's the all or nothing, right? So instead of trying to do everything all. Um, you start off slowly and you build up your skill set. I know you don't like to hear that. You're used to thinking, oh, I'm just going to change all tomorrow. I'm going to lose all the weight this month. And you're not. And so that's the, that's the mindset piece of the part that makes you feel not successful. Because, yeah, it, it's, you pretty much can't be successful with a diet. It's really, really, really hard to just be perfect starting tomorrow. Why would you just all of a sudden be perfect tomorrow? Like, why? Because you just want to? Like it's a skill set. It's a way of thinking, feeling, and behaving. And you have to work at that and develop it. It's a skill, like playing the piano. You can't just like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be a piano player. 
well, you could, you could start working on it tomorrow. You know what I mean? And then over time, develop the skill set. So, so that's the first way is to help you be successful is to change the process and start where you're at. Start working at your worst habit. Make small strategic changes that you can consistently sustain over time. That's how you become successful. And so if you change the process up, you, that, that right away will start to make you feel more successful. And then the second thing is start to imagine yourself as the person you want to be. You know, that's a huge part of my program. It, it all starts with who do you want to be? What weight do you want to live at? But who do you want to be as a person? And as you imagine yourself as that person each and every day, you start to, again, in the program, I was called clarifying and connecting. You want to clarify who you want to be and you want to connect to it. And the more you do that, the more you start to become that person. But that builds on what I was just saying, that it's a process of developing skill. Again, we go back to the piano. I can't just learn the piano tomorrow, this week. I've got to commit to a practice schedule that's sustainable for me. And I slowly build up the skill sets, you know, until, you know, at some point in the future, I, I can do all these different things because I learned them all, you know, same thing with weight loss. So that'd be my suggestion. Um, how about now? How long do you fast? Yeah, my fasting now is, um, like I said, I stop eating usually six, seven o'clock at night and I eat the next day, eight, seven, eight o'clock, you know, so it's usually 14 hours, 12, 14 hours ballpark. Um, I used to do, you know, I used to do day long fasts. My experience of day long fasting was that I would, um, it was, I didn't look forward to it. So I was kind of dreading it was coming forward. Um, I would do it and I was pretty miserable. And then afterwards I was obsessed with food for a while. So for me, I, I never fast long-term now I do my, my nighttime fasting, you know? Um, but I don't like long-term fasting because I, I realized what it did to my body. So I had an intermittent faster in my program, some, one of my clients and, she was just like swore by it, but she was eating like shit every eight hours. She was eating like crap and she was gaining weight. And so what we did is she started having breakfast, a breakfast smoothie. That's really, really solid. Like, like it nourished her and made her feel good. And now she's moving into the afternoon feeling satisfied and she, now she's losing weight, you know? So again, we don't want to get married to the methods and, and it's hard, right? Cause if you're going to do intermittent fasting, ketosis, um, you know, just a lot of these like strict diets, bright lines, right? You're gonna do this strict stuff. You've got to really buy into the philosophy. I do this with raw foods, you know, so you buy into the philosophy so intensely because you're like, you got to believe it because it's really hard. But sometimes we buy into it so much so we don't realize it's not, we don't like it. It's not working for us, you know? So don't let that happen. Be, be aware of that. Um, I'm 39 in a few months. I keep gaining weight. Everything that used to work for me no longer works. Um, I used to do intermittent fasting, used to work, but no longer works for me. Yeah, Sheila. I, I mean, I, I get, I get it. You know, like my clients are always, I always get clients. Usually they're in their fifties, sixties, sometimes in their forties, but rarely younger than that. And I think the reason why is because, you know, by the time you get in your forties and fifties, you've tried all the different diets and most of them don't work, but the ones that really mess our heads up are the ones that did work and we lost the weight and then we put it back on. And so that's where people get stuck, where they're thinking about weight loss all the time, but subconsciously they associate dieting with just failure, ultimate failure. Um, you know, it's hard, it's difficult. Uh, and then, then it, again, as you go on, then you start to develop the, the killer belief. The one that kills everything is even if it works, I'm just gonna put the weight back on anyways. So what's the point? And that's where most of my clients kind of start with me, you know, cause they can't get themselves started. They think about weight loss all the time, but they're not actually doing anything to make it happen. And a lot of it's exactly like you're saying, cause I can hear it in what you're writing. There's no belief anymore, right? You've tried the intermittent fast. Now it doesn't work. Saying so like, I don't know what to do now, you know? And so, you know, my program, you create your own plan. So, you know, like, like for me, I take elements of intermittent cause intermittent fasting and all the diets you have to understand are tactics. 
they're, they're always one tactic. And so intermittent fasting by itself, like you're just going to start not eating 16 hours a day. That ain't going to work. That's not going to work because you got to change your mindset. Your mindset's more important to your weight than anything else. Genetics, hormones, metabolism, diabetes, PCOS, uh, Hashimoto's, all of that stuff. Your mindset's more important than any of them. Okay. And so, you know, the, the diets are just like one tactic and they never show you your mindset, how to, how to change that piece. But so, you know, ultimately you've got to create a plan that really resonates and works for you. And when you do that, you know, you take a little bit of intermittent fasting, a little bit of keto, a little, I, you know, I take all sorts of different stuff and I've created my own plan that's customized around my preferences, likes, and you know, how I want to be. And so now I have a plan that I follow that's custom made for me. It fits me like a glove. And so it's very easy for me to follow it. And more importantly, I want to live this way for the rest of my life. I love living and eating this way, you know? So it's like, I want to do it forever. So, you know, it's such a different approach than the diet where you're just like, oh, I'm going to get this plan. I'm just going to follow this. You know, you got to have the mindset work too, you know, underneath it all. So I always say like the three pillars of weight mastery are mindset, lifestyle, and eating. And I always like to make like a pyramid shape where the bottom level is mindsets. The most important one is the foundation, you know, and then there's lifestyle, which is the next most important one. And then the eating. And so what most people do is they try and just do the eating one. You know, it's like trying to build a house from the roof down. You, you know, you have no foundation. So you need to do the mindset work, you know, no doubt about it. Um, Annie Collins says, I, I go into a hypnotic state when I have my Reese's back in front of me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's so true. You know, I always talk, in the program, we talk about eating trances because they're literally like trances. We go into trances all the time. I was just, I just I was talking to a client today and we were talking about this, how um, you, you are literally multiple personalities and you should think about it this way because it's very enlightening. You have different personalities. You have the part of you that it wants to lose weight. And then there's the part of you that you are when you sit in front of a Reese's bag, right? And they're two totally different versions. They think different, they feel different, they act different, right? And so it's fascinating. But, but so once you start to understand that, um, you know, that's the first step in, in starting to really resolve it. But, but under appreciating that you literally go into trances, you can want to lose weight be focused on it. All of a sudden there's Reese's in front of you and turn into a different version of yourself. And then you finish the Reese's bag and then you flip back into this version. And it's like, it's literally like that. You know, it, it may not, that may sound crazy, but I promise you it's literally like that. Um, any thoughts on caffeine energy drinks, effects of caffeine on health? Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm not the right guy to ask for that because I drink caffeine, you know, and uh, I like in coffee form, you know, I don't like energy drinks. I don't like sugar. I don't like all the other stuff. So I do drink caffeine as black coffee, you know, so I keep it as, as pure and clean as I can. Um, I don't like drinking like energy drinks, you know, because they just put stuff in them. And I don't want to deal with it, you know. Um, so that's my, my thoughts on that. I, I think caffeine when it's just pure caffeine, you know, I don't know. I read different stuff. It, it can't be the greatest thing for you. I got to believe that, but it also doesn't seem to be like that bad, you know? So I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff um, and I don't believe it's that bad, but I'm not an expert on it. So I wish I could give you better, better advice, but I don't have it. Um, I just need more sleep and sunshine. Yeah, for sure. Everyone needs more sleep. That's for sure. And more sunshine. Yeah, for sure as well. Right. Um, <clears throat> but the sleep one is even more important. Sleep's the foundation of all of it. So in my program, again, we have like lifestyle habits, right? So to create a healthy lifestyle is really eight habits. It's in their order of importance, I believe. Proper sleep, proper hydration, um, relaxation, breathing, uh, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And you build up a lifestyle with these eight components regularly in it. 
you, you, you transform yourself from the inside out into a different version of yourself and you lower your cravings, you increase your energy, you balance your moods, you boost your metabolism a bit, become more efficient. Um, you know, just everything becomes easier to eat well. So remember I told you that pyramid shape. So the mindset piece is what it is, you know, and there's six categories of that that we work on, but the lifestyle piece is just as important. And then that makes the eating and we have eating strategies too, but it's a lot easier to eat proper when you have those other components in place, you know, and sleep's absolutely one, one part of those. Um, um, thanks for answering me. Oh, you're welcome, Sheila. And Sheila, I would suggest go, go and anyone on here, go, go to my bio, click that link and get the hypnosis session. I give you one for free. And um, once you get through that, there's a training, uh, three steps to master your weight. Go watch that stuff. It's, it'll give you a different paradigm right here. I'm kind of bouncing all over the place, but in that training, I give you kind of a paradigm, a complete paradigm of how to master your weight. And it's just, it'll be all relatively new. Like, I'm not saying that it's all new stuff for you, but the way it's kind of put together, it, it's a, it's, I could almost guarantee it would be a new system or approach of how to master your weight. And, and it'll be really useful to you most likely. Um, is binge eating just a bad habit that your mind creates? How do you stop binge eating? That's a great question. Um, the thing is there's different types of binge eating, but I'll give you my kind of my, my stock answer that I say to people. Typically the two main drivers of binge eating in my experience, and I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So I've been doing this for a while, plus 20 years, 30 years personally, the two big drivers of binge eating I see is the number one by a mile is that you're really hungry. Right. So the dieter is always trying to starve themselves and eat as little as possible. And they get to a place where they're so hungry, they can't control their eating. And then they end up binging. So that's the first kind. The second kind is emotional. And so if you don't know how to deal with the emotions that you're experiencing in life, you, you, you feel really bad and you don't know how to deal with those. A lot of times people will turn to binge eating, um, binge behavior, you know, so I would, I would go down those paths and, and sometimes a little both. Right. But, um, that's where I've started the, the, the process, but it's not just a bad habit. No. Um, very few things are just a bad habit. There's usually, there's usually some positive intention behind the bad habit, you know? Um, and so I think it's important to recognize that, find better ways to achieve it. Um, how about liquids only for one week, protein drinks, lots of water, carrot and celery juice. Um, I would never do that. Never, ever, never, never. Um, and the reason being that what's the point, you know what I mean? Like, like let me, let me explain this. Cause I know this is, this is different. You know what I mean? than how people do it. Cause with the diet mindset, it's just about, well, I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. So it's this temporary thing where you just want to lose the weight and you'll do whatever you have to do to lose it. Right. Cause you think of it as a short term thing. Um, but me, I think about weight mastery. I don't give a shit if you can lose some weight. I don't care. I'm focused on how can you get to your goal weight and live there the rest of your life on your autopilot. That's my goal. That's what I'm working on people with. That's what I've created for myself. You know, so who gives a shit if you only drink liquids for a week and you lose 15 pounds, like who cares? Cause what about week two? What's going to happen then in week three, you know? And so I, again, I don't look anything short term. If there's some other value, like if people want to fast for some spiritual reason, go ahead, you know, but if you're fasting to lose weight, like, like day long, multiple long, long-term fasting, I just don't get that. You know what I mean? I don't understand it because nothing there is going to help you long-term in my opinion, you know, in my world. And, um, so everything I do, anything I'm going to do, it's always bounced off of, is this something I'll be able to sustain for a long period of time? And that way of thinking has really served me well. It serves my clients very well because it clarifies the bullshit like that, which is again, because I can't think of anything worse for your body or your mindset than doing a liquid fast and dropping a bunch of weight. And then the next week you put the weight back on. You know, it, it's horrible for your mindset. It's horrible for your metabolism body. That's, is my, that's my opinion, you know. 
Um, what about depression or anxiety and eating? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, emotional eating. Listen, we live in a society where we've been conditioned to use food as the, the main way that we manage our emotions. You know, it's the main emotional management strategy is food. You know, it's constantly put into us. So yeah, my program, I saw the mindset, right? Six categories. There's how to motivate yourself, your self-image, how to, you know, who do you want to be on the inside? How do you think of yourself? Um, there's habits, the neuroscience of habits, how to deal with that. The, the fourth one's motions. How do you deal with the emotions? You know, then there's things like a thin person in maintenance, but emotions is one of the key factors because we, we all have been conditioned to use food emotionally and that's bad enough. But, but the flip side of that is that we haven't learned how to genuinely deal with our emotions. That was the core of my weight problem, right? I used to be 50 pounds heavier. The core of that, and I was a binge drinker. The, the core of it was that I was, my father had died when I was nine and never dealt with any of that. And I just was running away from it hundred miles an hour, running the opposite direction through food and alcohol and um, dangerous behaviors. And so it wasn't until I finally learned to kind of like deal with that internal emotional stuff that I had any chance of really, really mastering my weight. So yeah, depression, anxiety, whatever emotion it is and the eating. Yeah. People all the time use eating to manage their emotions, you know, but there's better ways to do it. And it's a lot better. You know what I mean? Someone says the average intake is much lower day to day. What do you think? Um, are you saying when you fast, are you saying your well, the average intake when you fast is much lower day to day? Let me know. Cause I'm not sure what you mean by that. Um, let's see. What does someone say? I'll check this out for sure. Thanks. Yeah. Check it out. Right. I'm a very healthy eater. Yeah. Great. I mean, yeah, if you're a really healthy eater and you're happy with your weight and you want to do, you know, liquid fast for some other, reason, you know, I guess go ahead. But, um, if you're doing it to lose weight, I just feel like that's, um, I, I don't know what the point of it would be. You know, my cousin would diet and lose 10 pounds and then gain 20 pounds. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do. The dieting has got all kinds of problems with it. Um, you know, where it's, uh, I mean, I could, I could go on for hours of the dieting problems, you know, but I'm not gonna do that, but I want to follow with it. So someone says, yeah, fasting 48 hours or 72 hours a week. Um, the average intake is much lower day to day. What do you think? Yeah, I would agree with that. I agree. Obviously, if you if you don't eat, you know, three days a week, um, you're going to most likely lower your daily calorie intake. Um, but uh, you got to be a special kind of person to be fasting two, three days a week. I mean, I don't know. I don't understand that person. You know what I mean? Like if someone can do it and they're happy doing it again, I do do what works for you, you know. But I think if you're desperate to lose weight and you hear that you can lose weight quick by not eating three days a week and then you go go try it. Let me know how you do first. <laughs> if you go three days a week and you're, you're like, you don't eat for three days and you're like, yeah, that felt great. I can't wait till next week when I get to do it again. Like if that's how you're feeling about it, then th that's probably a great strategy for you. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm strategy agnostic. I, I don't care whatever works for you. Knock yourself out. Um, I have not found that to be the case for people. I have found people want to lose weight quickly. And so they think, well, if I stop eating for three days, I'll lose weight fast. And then they go and do it and they do it one time and it's really hard. And then they really struggle to do it. And then, and, or the days when they're eating, they're binging as well. And then the calories aren't lowering anyways. You know, I just feel like it's so dramatic. I mean, what are you doing that? What are you doing in life that you can just stop eating for three days? You know, I felt like shit when I would, when I would not eat a day or two, I would feel like shit. You know what I mean? Maybe that's just the way I'm built. You know what I mean? So it's, I'm not saying that's how everyone responds to it. So if you, you fast for three days and you feel amazing, you're ready to take on the world. That, that you got a different body than me, you know, and then you should follow that path. But for me, when I did it, my God, even the first day I was obsessed with food, I get headaches. I'd feel really tired. 
oh my God, the second day I felt even worse and I, I hated it, <laughs> you know? So what I'm trying to say is this, that there's no right or wrong way to lose weight, but what you want to balance, because some people, this is what the problem with the dieting, I didn't want to go into this, but one of the big problems with dieting is that it causes you to stop paying attention to the signals from your body, right? So you stop, you stop eating when you're hungry and stopping when you're full and you start just logically, you're just trying to control all your eating based on no connection to your body. You're just trying to force yourself to follow some plan. And I think intermittent fasting takes that to the extreme. And so, um, you know, I think anytime we're not listening to our body, I don't think that's a good path personally. You know, I prefer to listen to our body and work with ourselves. Again, I said that in the beginning, really, again, dieting is really, you're fighting against yourself. You know, consciously you're trying to control everything, which is a losing battle anyways. But, um, I think that I like to work with my body. You know, I want us all be congruent on the same page and I want to make it. Here's the thing. Let me, let me frame it a different way. I want my weight mastery plan to be as pleasurable as possible. Okay. And I found fasting to be miserable. And so I, I love how I eat now. I love it. I love every day I eat. I got five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, and it works. <laughs> like I love it week in and week out. I love it. You know? And so that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you start optimizing and building your plan around what works for you, you know, um, you're going to get a lot further. Now I know you say, Oh, Jim, if I do that, I'm going to eat everything. No, you're not. You know what I mean? Because once you start getting connected to your body, when you eat all that shitty food or you overeat, you feel like shit. The thing is you don't, you're not connected to that. Cause again, through all the dieting, you've disconnected your body from your brain and you have very little awareness of how you feel as you develop that it becomes a lot easier to eat healthier. You don't want to overeat. You don't want to eat all that shitty food. It feels bad. I know you don't believe me, but if you, next time you overeat, take two minutes and go sit quietly in a dark room with yourself and notice how it feels and then get back to me. <laughs> um, how do you deal with cravings, especially with sugar? Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with cravings, right? That's the challenge. Um, two key ways I say, and it follows the binge part is that a, you nourish yourself, you nourish the hell out of yourself. A lot of times the cravings are the, the foundation of cravings is you're really hungry. You're not eating enough and you're not eating enough micronutrients specifically. Okay. So it's like, if you're just eating a lot of processed food, you're not getting the micronutrients your body needs. And so your body's sending you a signal. We got to eat. We got to eat. We need micronutrients. Your body don't know that we live in an environment where you can just eat and eat and eat and not get any micronutrients. Okay. So sometimes the hunger signal you're getting is that you haven't eaten enough micronutrients, haven't drank enough water. So dealing with cravings, um, that's the first thing is to really nourish yourself. Well, that's one way. Um, relax. Relaxation is a huge part of weight mastery. You know, the more stressed out you are, the more unhealthy your cravings are and the more impulsive you are, no doubt about it. So relaxing, nourishing yourself, um, getting sleep, another huge one, huge, you know, and then cutting the sugar down. The, the sugar thing, you know, it's like I always joke and I'm joking here, but it's like if, a, if someone who does cocaine is like, ah, you know, I'm struggling with the cocaine cravings. Yeah. <laughs> it's addictive. You know what I mean? So I, I sit here and I eat sugar. But I, I eat sugar like I, I treat sugar like I treat my alcohol, you know? So I drink a couple times a week. Um, I enjoy it, but I'm very, very respectful of it. I moderate it because it's a, it's a substance, an addictive substance, especially for me, you know? So I, I want to be careful with it. Um, and I'm like that with sugar. So yeah, I mean, if you're eating sugar all the time, you're one way of cravings. Well, it's, it's a, sugar is the closest thing to cocaine we get with food, right? It's a powdered substance that's absorbed like that, lights up the pleasure centers of your brain. Um, it's an addictive substance. And we live in a society where they minimize that because sugar is used to sell lots and lots of food. 
you know? So there, listen, there's a lot of money being made off you being overweight, unhealthy, and unhappy. You know, you got to recognize that. That's why you have to take this on yourself. You know, there, there's no one helping you with this shit. Even the diets, right? You think, oh, I'll follow this diet. Hey, most of the diets are owned by big food companies. They don't work. It's just all a big con game. You don't believe me. Weight Watchers is owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. The company that owns Atkins Food Products, the same company that owns Onions, Pretzels, and Cinnabon. Company that owns Slim Fast, the same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. You really think they don't want you to eat their shitty food? <laughs> I was joking. When one of these big ass food companies buys program yourself then and puts it out to the world, then I'll take it all back. But I don't think that's going to happen because people start listening to program yourself. Then they stop eating that shit, you know, and you can't eat that stuff all the time and lose weight. Now you can eat it a little bit. You can moderate your sugar and weigh what you want, you know, but you can't eat it all the time, obviously. Right. Um, finding a replacement for anxiety. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and you don't want a replacement for anxiety. What you want is you, you want to start articulating what you want to feel. You know, and so this is why I was saying this earlier. Your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives. So stop saying, I don't want to be anxious. I got to stop being anxious. My anxiety is killing me. I don't want to be anxious and start saying, I want to be more relaxed. I want to feel more relaxed. I want to develop my ability to be more relaxed and calm, right? Or whatever word resonates with you. And even saying that word is a different anchor subconsciously. And it starts bringing you in that direction. But you can absolutely, because I'm telling you, I was realizing the other day, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I got to tweak up nervous system. Um, I mean, like, like legit and, and anxiety is something I'd struggle with, like, like physical mental anxiety in a lot of situations. And so I literally 30 years, I've been working on dealing with that, you know? And so I can't, I I'll tell you like 30 years ago when I started doing a lot of yoga and a lot of like good stuff to, to manage it, I really thought I'd get to a place where I was just like this calm zend out person. And I would say that hasn't happened as much as my ability to manage my anxiety has gone up a lot better. You know, <laughs> my ability to be more calm has gone way up. And so it's not what I expected because I thought I was going to become like this surfer dude, like Matthew McConaughey or something, <laughs> Woody Harrelson. And instead I just became kind of like, I'm still me, but I have a way better ability to bring myself down and, and I manage it. I manage it. So, you know, I, I wish I could just tell you there's some magic trick to just not be anxious. I haven't found it, you know? And so the, the next best thing though is, is literally managing it. You know what I mean? With, with what I do, how I think and what I do consistently replace my, um, how long would it take to rid food addiction? You know, I mean, there's no real straight answer for that, you know, and, and you want to be careful of that because you never really, you, you know, I always say this, like what ma mastering your weight is really like, it's a managed addiction. You know, the, the food is addicting, you know, sugar is obviously addicting, flour is addicting, processed foods addicting, and it's meant to be that way. And so you have to manage it though. Right. Cause we're going to give it up completely. That's the one challenge here. The biggest challenge with food compared to like a lot of other substances, the other substances you stop forever, right? Food, you're, you're always interfacing with it. So you need a different strategy. You can't go cold Turkey. You can't be black or white. Um, you know, here I am saying on one hand, like, Oh yeah, sugar's like cocaine. On the other hand, I give it to my kids. It's a weird place to exist. You know what I mean? Like there's this cognitive dissonance that you got to kind of learn to, okay, this is weird. But so when it comes to, you know, how long would it take to rid food addiction? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it just, I, I couldn't give you a straight answer on that, but I, I think what's more important though, anyways, and I don't look at it that way, the food addiction, I really focus more on how can I get more and more and more nourishment into my body, you know? And, and I, that focus has really been helpful to me as well, you know? So don't worry about the food addiction part initially as much as really installing healthier eating routines and, and habits. Um, Sheila says, I get so hungry after I work out and eat more than I would normally had I not worked out. Yeah, exactly. That's why I don't even recommend people work out. Like if you haven't worked out and you want to lose weight, don't start working out. I, I say, 
I, I listen, it's been 30 years. I dropped 50 pounds and I've maintained it for 30 years. I one little blip, but 30 years of maintaining my weight and I've done no exercising. I, I do yoga, but I do the gentlest yoga in the world. I'm not burning any calories, hardly doing that. Um, but what happens, I got, I got the yoga helps me connect to my body, which helps me to eat better. So, so the way I approach weight loss in my program, it's all about really mastering your eating. Cause again, I want to base this on forever. I want you to be at your goal weight till you're 150. And so I'm not going to base it on you working out hard to burn calories, you know? And if you haven't worked out and you want to lose weight and all of a sudden you start working out, you're going to be sore. You're going to be hungrier. Um, you know, th there's all sorts of other physical, you know, chaos that you create, you know? Now, again, I'm not knocking exercise. I think exercising has a lot of benefits, you know, for sure. But I think using it for weight loss um, to burn calories, I don't like it. I, I like the idea. That's why in my program, we talk about movement. You know, you going for walks, moving your body more, getting outside, doing something consistently, feeling happy about yourself. That stuff's going to support your weight loss more than, you know, going to the gym and doing some miserable shit for an hour that you hate doing. Right. So again, what I say, like my program is the most practical weight mastery program you'll ever see because it's really, it's built around humans. I, I built this doing over 5,000 private weight loss sessions with real people. So it's about practical. I can sit here and tell you, oh yeah, 1200 calories. Do that workout. You should go work out all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, don't, are you all sick of that? <laughs> like, are you sick about sick of hearing the perfect plan to lose the fastest amount of weight that you can't do and keep up? Like, you know what I mean? Like at some point, you know, and it's like, so I deal with like real, real solutions for people, you know, but, but I, I hear your point and a lot of people experience that. I stopped dieting and lost so much weight. Yeah. Good for you. Right. You got to stop dieting folks. That's the first step to mastering your ways. You got to stop with the dieting. You know, if I eat bad foods, I feel like I ate wet concrete for three days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So do I. So there's no need to beat yourself up. Instead, when you eat the shitty foods, we call it utilization in the program. You utilize it. You connect with that feeling. Because again, there's consumption and consequence. Most of the time when people think about food, they're thinking about the consumption of it, the eating of it. That's the movie they make. And they stop the movie when they're done eating. Play that movie out another 10 minutes. How do you feel 10 minutes after you finish eating? That's the consequence. And when you subconsciously start thinking about the food in terms of the consequence rather than the consumption, everything changes. So I'm about to make a food decision. I'm thinking, how am I going to feel 10 minutes after I finish eating it? That changes everything. Right? That's amazing. I love going for long walks. So I think I'll stick with that. Yeah, great. Again, it's about mindset. It's about setting up a plan that you know, like the way I live and eat and, and do the things that keep my weight where I want it to be, I can do them for, I could be 99, I could be 199 and still do these things. I love eating this way. I've got it all figured out how to eat this way. My lifestyle and things I do there are all low impact, easy to do, you know, and I love doing them. I, I'm trying to put that out to you that I love mastering my weight because I love doing all the things because it's not even about my weight, by the way, it's about personal development. I always say, take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. So everything I'm doing is um, really about, uh, you know, becoming the person I want to be, you know, so there's a lot more motivation there and I love doing all this stuff. So that's what I'm trying to say. If you're like, if you hate most people, right. Think about this. Most people like they, they want to lose weight and they think about it all day long, but they don't want to lose weight because they think it's miserable. Right. But why? Because you think about losing weight. You think about the diets. You think about not eating for two days. You think about not eating carbs ever again. You think about, oh, I can't eat sugar ever again. Oh, I got to eat 1200 calories, you know, and it's miserable. And so you don't want to do it. If you don't want to do it, that, that's the problem. I know it's like, oh, no pain, no gain, good fortune, I'll do it. That is all bullshit. In my program, it's all built around pleasure-based motivation, pleasure, losing weight, becoming the person you want to be, 
living a life that's congruent with your deepest values is the most pleasurable thing you can do in your entire existence. On your time on earth, this is the thing that will give you the most pleasure. But you don't think of it that way, which is part of the problem. That's why I say it's the mindset thing, you know? So in my program, we got a technique we use every night. It just reinforces the pleasure because there's so much fun. I, I love living this way. You see what I mean? So there's no deprivation with it. There really isn't. Now there's discipline, you know, there's discipline. So I don't want to pretend there's not, but it's discipline that feels like, like you brushing your teeth. You're disciplined about brushing your teeth, aren't you? But it's 90% just a habit, you know? And then there's 10% like, oh, I gotta make sure I do it. I'm gonna do it. But um, that's how I feel about the eating, the lifestyle stuff, the thinking, all the things I use to master my weight. Can I lose weight at 15? Yeah. Um, I used to love working out, but lately I've found it so boring. I just dread it. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I remember when I was, I was 19 and um, that's when I, I was 50, 50 pounds heavier than I am now. I was binge drinking. I was, I was messed up. I was lost. I came across a bunch of stuff, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, hypnosis, meditation, yoga, guitar, martial arts. Um, all these things kind of just popped in my life within a month or two. And um, what I remember saying like, oh, I'm going to master my way. I'm going to do this. And I remember thinking like, okay, so I've got to have to work out. I'm going to do it. I'm like, you know what? I hate working out. I'm not, I don't want to do this. And I remember making the point, you know what? I'm going to build around my strengths. I'm like, I hate working out um, and I'm lazy. So I'm like, well, what's the, what can I do? And I'm like, well, the easiest thing is just take control of the eating, just eat less. That's a lazy thing. You're just doing less stuff. And I really built around that. And so again, I'm sitting here telling you, I've, I've stayed at the same way for 30 years with no working out. I mean, I randomly, I'll do like a P90X. I've done that a couple of times. I'll like at Sandy for like a month or two, but it's just short burst things, you know, that I'd never stick with because I hate it. <laughs> like I'm back at it now. I'm back on a resistance train, but I'm, I'm a totally different way. Um, that's really kind of working for me. But yeah, going to the gym, I, I, I don't really like it, you know, and will I ever change? I don't know, maybe, but I'm not going to build my weight loss ever around the exercising. I, I exercise for other reasons. Okay. And, um, yeah, muscle burns more than fat. Yeah, sure. Sure. It does. But you know what? Muscle doesn't burn more than not eating a bagel. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know muscle burns more than fat, but that's not your problem. You're like, you're not going to build enough muscle. I forget the numbers, but it's like, you're not going to build enough muscle to just like overcome eating like a bunch of bagels in the morning for breakfast. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm just using that as an example, but Again, I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying the chances of you building up enough muscle to actually burn off the extra fat you're thinking of is, is almost impossible, and especially as a woman. And so really your road to mastering your weight is, is managing what's going in your mouth more than, than the muscle. Gun. And if you like to work out, again, I'm not saying don't work out. I'm not saying that. Please let me be clear. Um, if you work out all the time and, and you want to lose weight, keep working out, but, but you're going to have to master your eating, right? Well, they say you can't out-train a bad diet, you know? Um, so anyways... I ate a salad for lunch yesterday and had six slices of pizza for dinner. It's called balance. Tired. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably a little off balance, but but I get I get your point. You know, um, how do you control yourself around food if your parents keep buying sweets and they're always around? Yeah, yeah, I get that. It's um, it's a challenge. You know, you, what you have to do though. It, it listen, we all got challenges. We all got weaknesses and strengths and challenges in our situation. Um, what I would suggest to you is that. It becomes about uh, it, it becomes about really reinforcing your motivation. You know, um, are you going to allow them to stop you from reaching your goal? Perhaps you know what I mean. So you have to really reinforce your motivation. You got to do that anyways. You know, but you're going to have to extra do that. You know, um, and find other find other sources of support. I would suggest. You know, um, but again, I, I you know what I would do. What, what we do in the program is you would program in 
you know, how to be in that situation where there are sweets around or whatever the foods are that are around and you practice being the person you want to be around them so that you could be around those sweets and feel indifference. And they're just around there as if, and you felt the same way about them as if they were, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about apples, but, but, but kind of just indifferent to them. You know, you can develop that. That's what I'm saying about your mindset. You can do all kinds of things. You've never thought this because you just build a, oh, sweets. I can't control myself. I'm addicted. And then you're never, that's the conversation. You know, you never ask yourself, how could I feel more indifferent to sweets? How could I change the way I feel, feel about sweets? You know, and there's a lot of ways. Go watch a documentary on sugar. Go, go internalize what sugar does to your body. You know, the first 10 minutes it's in your body. You know, go learn about glucose spikes and insulin, you know, learn about type two diabetes, you know, and insulin resistance and spiking your glucose levels and uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. You know, that's a starting point. I'm not saying that's all of it, but, but if you reframe how you think about sweets, you can absolutely change your response to it. You know, this is what I do when I, when I used to hypnotize people. This is what I would do. I'm not bullshitting them. I'm telling them facts, but in a relaxed, calm state. So they think about sweets differently. You know, but you can think about them different. If you get real hyped up, you know, let, let, I'll give you, let me metaphorically, if I said, I'll give you a million bucks, if you don't eat any of your parents' sweets this week, would it be hard for you to not to eat them? <laughs> I know that's like, that's like, oh, it's a crazy example. Yeah. But what would you, I mean, to me, like being at my goal weight and living, feeling healthy and, and feeling amazing, like kind of day in and day out and, and anticipating and expecting that the rest of my life. To me, that's more valuable than a million bucks. So you know what I mean? Like, that's how crazy my mindset is, <laughs> but it wasn't always this way. I want to make that clear. I wasn't thinking this way. You know, I used to think the same as everyone else. You know, I used to do all the bullshit, you know? And, um, so you can, you can program yourself though. I just want to leave that door open for you. You know, um, Sonia, hello. Hope you're doing good. I am nice. Nice to see you. How do you become, how do you become intuitive eater trying to lose weight without eating everything or overeating? Um, yeah, intuitive eater, you have to train your intuitions. You know, um, and that's what, that's exactly what my program is. It, it's about training your intuitions, your subconscious, you know, paradigms and, and associations, the way you think about things, the way you respond in situations. So like now I'm now in a good intuitive eater. I can trust my intuitions, you know, my mindset's straight, right. Um, my habits and routines and everything's kind of set straight, you know, so I can trust my intuitions, but I had to train them, you know, and I use the, the program itself in technique. I use that to train them. And after 30 years, here I am. Um, I eat one cup of rice a day. Okay. Um, doc, thank you. Just open my consciousness about one matter. <laughs> uh, think of sweets like eating plastic. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's fine. I used to do that with hypnosis. Like we would do like some, oh, you know, like, oh, you're imagining you're eating ice cream and all those ants in it and you know, stuff, but you don't have to do that. You know, you, you could just literally find out what sweets do to your body. Like, like, like you don't know. Cause you're just always, we're always being the way marketing works for all that stuff. It's always minimized. And it's, it's, there's so much conditioning done for you to minimize the effects of sugar, you know? Um, but if you start to like open your eyes and see what sugar actually does to you, sugar is not a normal thing to eat. Okay. I say this all the time. Sugar, when you eat sugar, it spikes your blood sugar, right? And you think now spiking blood sugar is just a normal thing. If I dropped you in the woods though and said, I'll give you a million bucks. You can spike your blood sugar. You wouldn't be able to spike your blood sugar, unless you found like a beehive, you ain't you're spiking your blood sugar. It's completely unnatural. And so, you know, again, in, in a natural world, you're spiking your blood sugar, you know, a handful of times in your life. And now people are doing it every single day, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times a day, you know, and it has effects again. You it's so crazy. We've learned to just normalize diabetes. You just say, oh, I'm going to have diabetes. Uh, look at what diabetes does to you. It's a, it's a top. 
But anyways, you have to do your own research on that, you know, but anyways, I didn't know that we need to add pleasure perspective with everything we feel difficult to do. Oh yeah. Pleasure-based motivation is programming self is one of its greatest uh, gifts to the world. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's the gift that, that keeps on giving because think about it, right? What's the most motivating thing to you? Why are you struggling to eat better? It's because the, the, uh, the pleasure of the food, right? It's pleasurable and you don't want to give that up. Pleasure is the most, it's the most motivating force and you don't associate any pleasure to losing weight, you know? That's your core problem. When you think about losing weight and you think about it all the time, but you associate losing weight with pain and less pleasure. So again, we call this a, a motivation uh, propulsion system. You've got to go in the wrong direction. You're motivated to be overweight subconsciously. You know, me, I associate lots of pleasure to being at my goal weight and eating healthy and living healthy and pain to not doing those things, which is why I'm at my goal weight comfortably, naturally easily. Okay. And you're the opposite. If, if you're struggling with your weight, you know, I was stuck in that loop because my mind used to think about how difficult the difficult things are. Yeah, of course. What if I find happiness in eating food and eat due to being stressed and sad? Well, if you just answered your own question, you're not really finding happiness in eating the food. You're finding distraction from the, you know, the stressed out and the sadness, you know, but it's, it's just, ultimately it's more pain. You know, you just, it's, it's a temporary distraction from the sadness and the stress. It's just, listen, I did the same thing. I used to drink and eat so that I could forget that I felt tons of pain, so much pain for my dad dying, like, like anger, frustration, sadness, depression, all that shit. And um, I didn't know how to handle it. And so I distracted myself from it with food and, al and alcohol, you know? And um, it wasn't until I really learned to deal with those motions genuinely. So, so yeah, it's not, you're not finding happiness in eating the food. You know, I'm not saying you can't be happy eating food, by the way. There's obviously when we're, I'll tell you how you find the most happiness eating food, though, if you want to know. It's when you're at your goal weight, happy with your health, happy with your body, happy with yourself, and then you're eating foods. That's, that's the way. But if you're eating this food and you got a foundational level of sadness and stress and you're eating just because you know it makes you feel better for a few minutes, because how do you feel 10 minutes after? And that's how you know it's not happiness. Happiness lasts. Um, when you eat the food, it's for distraction. 10 minutes after you're done eating, do you still feel happy? Um, no. Um, right now I'm not hungry because I had a healthy dinner and chicken, et cetera, but I keep thinking about food. Yeah. And I plan to eat, but I'm always thinking about what I could eat next. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, that's the mindset work. You know what I mean? You, it's not, it isn't just hunger. It is the mindset piece of, um, you know, changing how you think and changing your associations. That's what I'm trying to tell you. It's nighttime. And so if you like the last 20 years, you've snacked at night, you have that association now. So even if you're full, you still have the association you're sitting there still thinking about food, you know? So yeah, that, that's, that's what you got to work on, you know? Um, yeah, nothing tastes as good as feeling. Uh, I'm not gonna follow that one because I, I know that people get real upset with the Kate Moss thing. Um, so I always say like nothing tastes as good as thin and healthy feels, right? Um, and I think the healthy part's important too because I get the eating disorder people just want to starve themselves, and that's not happiness either, and it's certainly not health, you know. So again, we're looking for a place where we're you know truly happy and healthy with ourselves, you know. All right, everyone, I gotta get out of here. Remember, go to my bio, get that hypnosis session, right? Experience what I'm talking about. Go listen to it. Um, and then once you do that, there's a training three steps to master your weight. Go watch that. If, if you have any real, geez, how much, how much like motivation would it take for you to go and watch that? You know, it's like, uh, you know, go do it, you know, change the way you think about weight loss. So, all right, everyone have a super day and we'll talk soon. Bye.